HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. Since 2009, HRN podcasts have been exploring the wide world of food, beverage, and agriculture. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. I am Lou Bank. I am Chapariwan. And this is Agave Road Trip, the critically acclaimed award-winning podcast that helps green gags bartenders but earnest in agave, agave spirits in rural Mexico. And today we're talking about supporting communities. Whatever the hell that means. <laughs> whatever, you know what? In fact, what we're talking about is whatever the hell it means to support communities. So, you know, Chava, anytime there's a new mezcal or tequila hitting the market, what I find is that there are a lot of buyers. First thing they ask, even though they never ask this question about rum or vodka or whiskey, first thing they ask of the brand is, what are you doing to support the communities from which you are sourcing your agave spirit? Yeah, I have so many problems with this this way of looking at things. And I think the first one, it's I find it hilarious that somehow the term community became sacrosanct. Uh, how do you mean? So uh, if you say we're working with the community, it it like it it, it is read if it's a good thing. And you don't know if that community oh. is into killing jaguars. You don't know if that community <laughs> is not giving uh, women uh, voting rights. Wow. You know, like it is like if it's a community, immediately it is good. And there's a multitude of communities that we know that are not grand. I, you so, know, I, you know, actually, I, I'm going to push back against that because I think that in fact one of the evolutions I've seen uh, within the marketplace, very specifically talking about um, agave spirits, is that they don't just accept that that simple we're working with the community anymore that that you you have to really spell yeah, out a little bit more specific. what you're doing and and what the impact is and i and i think that's great and you know don't when i say but they don't ask it of rum and vodka i'm not suggesting that in fact the question shouldn't be asked of agave spirits what i'm saying is that's i think funny. we should ask that question of 
everything. Okay, so I'm going to send even a second curveball. Well, actually the first curveball of this. And I think that even understanding what a community means in Mexico is not such an easy task. And oh, right? This right? Is- right? Yeah, you're yeah, about yeah. to, you're right. Well, actually, like, let's, let's, uh, Roy, please, uh, beep the, the, the place. Like, yeah, because I, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to bring any problems to say, to Fair. specifically, uh, naming the place. Yeah. But let's just say that there's this place in with, in which, uh, we need, we've had a very deep relationship with, and we've been going back a lot doing projects and whatnot. And we, we thought that the authority to talk to was the Ejido was the guys that manage all the communal property in in the place. They were like, yeah, this is not part of the official government, federal government, municipal government, but this is where the authority lies. Mm-hmm. And then we realized, and you encountered this, I mean, we talk about, we can talk about Sachila in, in this way. Um, sure. We realized that not everybody's invited to this club. Right. And that actually the ones that are not invited to this club uh, don't have a lot of rights. within that community even though they may have lived there for decades and generations yeah and even and sometimes people that don't even live there have more rights than them a lot of people that live in the u.s and only come once a year do have the right to do things with the communal land instead of the people that actually live there that's fascinating because the rights have been inherited so even just like trying trying to target the the parts of the community or the segments or the community as a whole is not uh, an easy task just to start with right but you know but i think i think that actually gets back to the idea of specificity what are you doing like the 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 where of it is important the why of it is important but like the what of it to me is the very essence of it and you know i like it's funny i we we've had this conversation you and i like in the car a million times um but i had the opportunity to talk to chris pastina he's uh the the former co-owner of calavera a uh a, a restaurant in mescaleria uh in oakland california i had the opportunity to talk with uh with chris uh a couple few weeks ago um and going into it, I didn't think this was going to be the conversation, but it ended up giving me this different lens through which I now am having the conversation about community support. Okay, let's let's listen to it. I have I'll have the pleasure to have met him, but sounds good. Oh, you will soon enough. Okay, okay. so so here's the here's the quote from Chris. I believe in you know something that people who. Um, People who have been doing the work deserve to be part of, you know, the decision making process. Right. And that then that then that can come in a lot of, diff, you know, different forms and in different different ways. Um, so we've always been very empowering to our staff and to the people that we work with. Um, and within that, you know, since day one, we've always looked for ways to kind of bring people into ownership. And ownership is, is you know, could be in a, in a lot of different levels, whether it's ownership of their station, ownership of the bar, ownership of the kitchen, ownership. Like we want to empower people to feel that level of ownership because we feel like that's where they can express themselves in the greatest manner. And, the, and where that comes from is, is as, you know, a young culinarian, <laughs> as a young line cook, like I always felt like I had to have ownership of my station, right? And like when I when I when I felt that level of ownership of my station, my grill, my my saute station, my pantry, like I felt 
an elevated level of pride in what I was doing. And I wanted to kind of express that pride. Now, you know, taking that, you know, from each level, level up, like Jana, who met 20 years ago, like she shares in this value so much. And that's what really, you know, there, there's a lot of reasons that, that, that we are, you know, you know, I love her to death and, and we are, I feel like we're a really wonderful couple. It's like we have shared values. And this is part of our shared value system where we sat down and we said, you know, years ago, like 13 years ago, when we opened up Chop Art, like, you know, we sat down and we, we consciously thought of these things. Like I told her, I was like, look, the goal is to, to open these restaurants and give people ownership in these restaurants. And, you know, as you know, her as a partner in the business and, you know, as my wife, like that's a difficult decision because yeah, like we should own it, right? We, we should build it and we should prosper from it and take everything we can from it, but that's not who we are. You know, we don't particularly believe that like we're the only ones making this happen and people should share in that. There's so much I love about this quote. And I think that fortunately enough, there's many things about agave spirits that are of that logic. To give you an example, I think when Mezcal started, it was really like, what are the taste profiles that are going to appeal to people from the outside? And that's when the smoke bombs became prominent, right? When like a lot of the profiles of the smoke bombs was like, okay, this is what people want. And I think the conversation right now has changed a lot to, okay, which is the flavor profile important to you and the people that are close to you as mezcaleros? Like, how do you like to extract certain flavors and things? How do you like to approach in a cadence? And that's what we're interested in. So in, in many ways, I find that as a first step of having a conversation in their terms, of having of, of mezcaleros having the chance to set uh yeah, to set to set their agenda. Oh, that's really interesting. Like I I, I disagree with just about everything you said. Oh really? Yeah, I really would. Like I, I don't I think in fact we're we're moving more towards the smoke bomb because it's the expectation. And you're, you're like the people that you and I visit, they never cared about that. Or no, they did. The I, amount I, I, that they care. Yeah. I, I know so many producers that when they started selling to outsiders, they were making smoke bombs, and now they're doing something very different. Okay, I like. I I think you and I are having very different conversations with them, but you're having them in Spanish, so that might be the, the reason that it sounds so different. But you know, but to me, the the pertinent point of what Chris said in application of this specific topic is. When you're looking at ownership, like so, so often when I think when we from the outside, the Gringexes, ask that question of what are you doing to support the community, it feels like that phrase that I hate, which is giving back because I took something. Now I need to give back. And in fact, it reminded me so much of how we approach the projects uh, that we support um, through Sacred, which is. It's, you know, we, we're not going to come and tell you what the project is, and we're not going to tell you what your needs are, and we're not going to tell you what the solutions to your problems are. It's, it's literally, it's not even giving ownership. They have ownership of their community, right? And they just don't have all the resources that they will like to have in order to take the decisions that will make them even more independent. Yeah, so if you think about what, what Chris and his wife, Jana, have done here, 
right? In essence, it's the same kind of thing where they have these, these, these workers, these employees who they, they gave them ownership of these stations and then gave them the resources to run at it and do what they felt was like the best thing for the restaurant. And it built to the point where then they just handed this over to the people that they saw running that specific community that is their restaurant. And I think the great difference here is that they had to train them. And in our case, we're being trained by agave spirits makers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a good point because it's, it's not like we started by doing this. Like, like by going into the community and asking them, and and we've had a couple. No, of, we we are the trainees. Yeah. In this in the in this approach, we are being trained to understand how to bring resources to them to do what what is best. Oh, you're gonna hate this, but what you've just said now makes me think about. In a way, it builds this broader community of the people. Like, because the money doesn't come out of my pocket or your pocket. Yeah, no, at all. Right. Sometimes it comes out of my pocket when I buy agave spirits, but whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, there, there you go. Um, but but in essence, it comes from all of these really generous donors, and in in pulling them into this conversation about what the community sees as their problems, what the community sees as the solution to those problems, and then involving these outsiders as as participants, funding participants, but really participants, it makes the community in a way larger. Is that too hippie? Well, not on, uh, it, the way you explain it, yes, sounds very hippie. <laughs> the, the, I like the concept. And I, you know, like, I mean, just to add to that, like, I mean, you and I are not the biggest fans of the workshop culture. I want to give a workshop to this community about, like, it's it's like such a cliche in the NGO world. Like, yeah. let's go give some, and I'm not saying they're wrong. They just, like, they, they make me cringe a little bit. And yeah. again, it's a little bit how they're being worded. But I think the ones that should be taking workshops are us. I think we should bring yeah. a bunch of the, and that's when the community can be bigger because then they understand us. They understand us to the T. Yeah. They like they really understand how wrong like th- there's not a lot of mysteries on us, you know. But we don't quite understand a lot of the people that live in these communities where they're making agave spirits. So I think if there if if we want to make a larger community, it's really the work is on us. You know, you're you're reminding me of a conversation we had this past week uh, with uh, Ugo at. Agro Agrofloresta. Yeah, thank you. Where he was, Ta- uh, which is located in Tabasco. Right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they do a number of in things. Teapa, but, Teapa, Teapa, Tabasco. Yeah. Yeah. The the biggest thing that they do is they work with cacao farmers and um, and process the cacao uh, in a way that it's it's uh, available for sale throughout Mexico and then you know export as well to turn into chocolate or whatever else. But you know one of the 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 conversations that he and I had uh, was around a community where they had found a way. Ugo had uh, identified a way to reduce the the work that had to be done by hand in the harvesting of the cacao. And and so he presented it to a couple of different communities and in every single case the communities came back to the, the, the communities the farmers already making yeah, fun yeah, of yeah, the farmers <laughs> who who owned these uh, cacao farms these cacao forests really um, came back to them and said yeah, that is a way that we could reduce our expenses, but we'd rather pay people to have jobs. 
I've heard this a thousand times in different contexts. In yeah. like when you ask Gilberto Roldan, why are you milling with axes? Uh-huh. Because there's people that need a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I oftentimes if you ask me why he's using an axe, right? Like my answer, and I I've said this dozens of times in the my presentations, um, I would say because it gets a better result. Both. And both. Well, that's well, the beauty but, of this. That's the beauty of this. It gets a better result in the economics of the town and in the yes, final product. Yes, ex- exactly that. It is, and I've only only ever talked about it in terms of the better result being the flavor. Um, but yeah, isn't it a better result if more people are working and they feel they feel like they're part of a community. I mean, that was one of my favorite uh, conversations we had. We just came back from this trip from Chiapas and Tabasco, uh, and uh, Rick Bailey's uh, was with us during the trip, and it was like getting so much, so many golden nuggets. And it was a trip that was organized by our friends at Dark Matter Coffee. Oh, thanks. thanks for all the yeah, credits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and uh, and we were having a little bit of a conversation that touched on what we're saying right now, and what he says like, first you have to seduce people from flavor. First, you have to seduce people to get them excited, and then they might care about the other stuff. What it's amazing about a lot of these places that we love is that, that it's super interconnected. Yeah. Better flavors tend to be connected to better ways of treating the land, better ways of treating people, better ways of looking at the future and not marrying yourself to one barrel that is going to be attacked by pests, yeah. all these layers to it. So again, like I, I, I don't really think when I read all these papers of food scientists and whatnot, you are like separating all these things. You know, like you are trying to get a better extraction of sugars in hydrolysation huh. and <laughs> and they are not a, these scientists never talk to the people there and ask them hey is that actually going to mess up everything because you're going to need less agaves and a lot of your population depends on the fact that it's an inefficient process oh that's those connections are not being made and it's not their that's, fault. It, this is how things are organized. And that's the only way we can get to specialization. Again, like that's, I mean, it's, it's tax you have to pay to be specialized. But a lot of these people already know that. Yeah. In essence, you're, what you're talking about is the holistic approach as opposed to transdisciplinary. Yeah. yeah <laughs> transdisciplinary. Yeah. It's just life, people. Well, so I, I think the a little bit of the conclusion is, or my conclusion is, I think when, Answering the question of what are you doing with the community, I think like where I'd like to start is how did we start having the conversation with them? Like I think sometimes the, the project is almost secondary. The actual action is almost secondary is like how did you what was your trip to get to that conclusion? Who did you talk to? How how were they able to guide you in order to get to that action? And I and I and I think that's a very difficult question because it changes in every place. It changes in uh, depending on your budget. It depends changing. Uh, and sometimes the communities are wrong. I mean, that's also another part. Sometimes they do make mistakes. Sure. But they 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 need to make it in order to realize what will be a better solution. So right. it's it's part of a process. So if if you mess it up the first time. Don't don't feel bad about it. You have like the, the that's a beautiful thing about rural Mexico. Time it's it's large. Yeah, and and don't limit yourself to asking that question only of brands of agave spirits. And and, and ask it a thousand times. Yeah, get the same Even- answer a thousand times, and then in the thousand and one, they're gonna really answer not what they think you want to hear, but what they really want to say. Because that's I think another another 
complication. You need repetition. You need to stay there because a lot of times they're like, yeah, this kid is coming in and out. Why do we want to educate him? Why do we want to waste our time with this person that's just going to come in and out so quickly? Okay. And speaking of in and out, I think we'll call that oh, out. Lord. Adios. Hasta pronto. <laughs> this has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lubank and Chava Periban. Sound engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lou is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him. He is one. Agave Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the food world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends. And please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network can drive you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If it drives you to drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Eat responsibly too. And listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive or walk. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. If you get up and stretch every 30 minutes, do not stretch beyond your abilities. Stay within your defined stretching capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you do not have a doctor, listen to all the shows on the Heritage Radio Network. There has to be at least one doctor among the Heritage Radio Network podcast hosts. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip out.